This is a podcast from Snagerikinovsk for Radio Nova. Happy listening! Can't speak Norwegian? We've got you covered on Snagerikinovsk. It's international students. Hi, my name is Mac and this is Snakke Ikenask on Radio Nova. Uh, today I'm in the studio with a guest. We got Hannah in the studio. And Audrey in the studio. And our guest. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Alma. Today we'll be talking uh, about, um, about uh, pole dancing and uh, stripping. I mean, how's everyone's weekend been so far? I was in Sonnefjord. I saw. Is that good or bad? Oh, it's good. It depends on the week, but this week was good. Yes. What did you get up to? Um, just family dinners. My uncle was performing at a bar. Was he on the pole? No. <laughs> just with a guitar. Okay. <laughs> Sadly. But yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. That's lovely. How about you, Mac? How was your weekend? Weekend uh, didn't do so much this weekend. I was out on Friday with some friends, and then I think I just kind of everybody left pretty early. You know, people are just getting older, and and like, okay, it's almost midnight. Let's wrap up. So it was a good night, but yeah, nothing special. Wow, you're making me really excited to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Thank don't know. You. It was it was just like. Last minute plan, kind of, and then you bring up people together, and then other people tag along at some points, and then they're like, "Let's go home," and you're like, oh, "Okay, go home then." And it's like ten thirty p.m. <laughs> no, it was midnight, but it was just like, "Okay, let's all go home then," you know. Yeah. Um, so that was it, really. Mm. But yeah, no. Otherwise, just relaxing, watching The Witcher. Oh. oh, is this season three or two? Yeah, I think it's still uh, just season. I think the season three, that's all. But I, I only started it a, a week ago, so I'm at season two now. Is this the one where they recast Henry Cavill in yes. the main role? And yes. is this now like the new actor or is it still Henry Cavill? It's going to be Liam Hemsworth, I think. That's oh. a downgrade. Yeah, big time. <laughs> but did you know did, did you know why they recast it? No, do you know why? Yeah, he said uh, Henry Cavill said it was uh, too demanding physically. Oh, because I mean, he's Henry Cavill. I mean, look at him in the in the freaking series. He's massive. Like the amount of training that he has to do to be to that level. God, he's such a dedicated actor. <laughs> Dedicated to his craft. <laughs> have you seen it, uh, Alma? I have not. No? No, I haven't. Oh. But uh, uh, I'm really bad at watching series in general. Yeah. yeah. I, I, feel like, I recommend. But you love video gaming, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, and I have bought The Witcher. I'm like a notorious, like, I have Steam. And then it comes on Steam sale. And then I buy it. And I'll be like, oh, I'll buy I'll play this game. It looks so good and everyone has played it and it just sits in my library. So I have bought The Witcher. Well, I just haven't played it. Maybe now you have more reason to play it. So then you can yeah. watch Henry Cavill. I mean, yes. looking all ripped and... <laughs> yes. That's and, not a bad excuse. And it's, I mean, so nobody has seen it, right? No. no. It's actually, um, I'm not too fond of like Game of Thrones and, and Middle Age kind of vibe. So no, I've not watched those things, but the first episode I think is really hard to get into, 
And then afterward, after that, you just kind of like follow along all those different characters mm-hmm. and they, their path, their history, their destiny. <laughs> and you just kind of wait for them to reconnect at some mm-hmm. point. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of weird, scary creatures. Also, mm-hmm. um, nudity. Ooh, quite a bit of nudity. Henry Cavill? <laughs> <laughs> Um, mostly women. Oh, oh mostly women. classics. A lot of tits. <laughs> Sounds like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Oh, why? Sh- why do they call him the Witcher, or do they not? I don't. I don't know yeah, what the do. show is about. They do. Same. <laughs> they do uh, because it's uh, the Witcher. He's not a witch per se, but he's been created by entities, and he's like blood, uh, elf blood and stuff like that. It's a, He's been created to okay. be what he is. Mm, I like so. that. But we still don't know so much about it, so... <laughs> Control yourself, Audrey. <laughs> Control yourself. <laughs> You're just going to have to watch the seasons. <laughs> I will now. Yeah, so I'm really excited that today we're going to be having a special guest for a very, very interesting and timely topic. We're going to be talking about pole dance and stripping culture in Norway. But just a heads up as a content warning, this interview will be talking about sexual content and there potentially might be discussion or um, reference to gender-based violence. So if this is something that you're not comfortable with, please feel free to tune out. Otherwise, uh, settle in for a really, I think, thought-provoking and engaging discussion. So I am so, so, so happy to introduce into the studio uh, the incredible Alma Adore. Alma Adore is a stripper, OnlyFans creator, dominatrix, activist, and entrepreneur with a degree in sociology from the University of Oslo. She has shaken her ass all across Norway, as well as internationally, and only in the last year she has appeared at over 50 bachelor parties. Alma recently founded Seduction.no, a striptease agency that seeks to change the stripper industry by providing better work conditions for freelance striptease artists. Welcome to the studio, Alma Ador. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here and for agreeing like a month and a half ago <laughs> to, to join us for a chat. I'm very yeah. happy our schedules finally worked. Finally, yeah. Busy ladies, both of us. You're a very busy lady. She is booked and busy. Yeah, <laughs> very much. But I find it like really important to like talk about these things. So I'm really excited that you're actually want to host me because not everyone makes space for sex workers like me to well, be able to come and talk. I've been following you on Instagram for a while and you've you've been very, very vocal in terms <laughs> of bringing up parts of your industry that people might be pushing away to the side. And I think also the fact that you've been using your degree to kind of really um, showcase discussions that aren't happening in the industry mm-hmm. and and showing like that you can talk about we can we can have these discussions in spaces that maybe people aren't usually thinking to have these these discussions about absolutely so but i i think to maybe like get the conversation off to a start would you maybe describe to us in case people don't really know what pole dancing is Yes. Okay. So pole dancing, um, you could say it's both a sport and an art form at the same time. Um, You can think of it kind of like figure skating. Uh, You have to be very athletic to be able to do it, uh, but it also demands a huge level of creativity. Um, Pole dancing, uh, like generally, like the basics, uh, you have a pole, like a metal pole usually, 
um, that you use to climb up and turn yourself upside down on the pole and you use it like as um, as an element of dance. So you move around the pole. Sometimes the pole is static. That means that you spin around the pole and the pole is static. Or the pole can move, like rotate around itself. And then you uh, use that to create shapes and to swirl around the pole. So pole dance was created uh, like the pole dance we know today in pop culture. It was created in strip clubs. So that's like the the relation between pole dancing and strip clubs and stripping as an art form as well. I remember you were mentioning to me earlier the kind of earliest forms of pole dancing in the strip clubs. Yes. And something about a tent. Yes. So uh, like the origin of the pole dance uh, was in like cabaret shows in the 1890s uh, where uh, you would have um, dancers dancing around the tent poles of like circus tents uh, to like allure uh, the audience and engage them. Uh, so you had like a group that was called like the Hoochie Coochies. That was like ladies <laughs> that would like swirl around the poles with like the coochie out. So, Ooh, <laughs> lovely. so that's like, that's why also like um, uh, pole dancing and stripping has also uh, tight connections with uh, burlesque and drag as well. Yeah. Mm. Actually, yeah, it's all kind of the same time period that these Absolutely. forms are emerging. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize that they share roots in many ways uh, and evolved simultaneously. And then, of course, they have divided over time into different genres and different stages and areas. Mm. I think yeah. it's very interesting. Like, I just think about dancing around the pole, right? And And how far back does it actually date to? Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but when you have a... A pole on the tebana on the underground. <laughs> uh, if, if you see the little kids, that's a reflex they do. It's like swirling around it. It's something they they all do, and it, they've never seen images of pole dancing, but they just do it. It's just a natural, a natural human inclination. <laughs> just like we have to gravitate around <laughs> back to pagan times. Yeah, yeah I uh, I think like again like the the roots of the one we have today is like. Uh, from the 1890s, like again, the, um, uh, the one that comes from the U.S., uh, the one that has evolved into what we see today. But you also have um, something called Chinese pole that originated way, 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 way back. But that's uh, uh, that's more about like being able to show off physical skills around uh, tall um, wooden poles usually. And they will like jump from pole to pole mm. in a sense. And was that also kind of connected with erotica was that like an erotic form or was that oh, no. an athletic that was a purely athletic okay. form and uh, it doesn't share in the same way uh the it, it hasn't played a big part in the involvement of the pole dance we know and that is taught in today's uh studios yeah so that mm. that was one of the things like we're going to talk about like the origins of today's striptease yes but, yeah because i mean we were like talking earlier about how um, it's so noticeable how many pole dance studios are popping up around mm -hmm. the cities. Mm -hmm. Like even when I was back in Toronto, yeah. new ones popping up, Oslo as well. Yeah, yeah. recently there was a new one popping up and you have, it's gaining a lot of uh, traction in pop culture as well. Like 
we've all seen like the Lil Nas X uh, pole dancing down to hell <laughs> video <laughs> in uh, Montero. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like pole dancing is very much gaining popularity and uh, it's growing as an art form and as a sport, not to say the least. Um, but I find that like uh, a lot of the times when uh, um, pole dancing is brought up, it's brought up in a sense that uh, tries to remove itself from its origins, which is the strip clubs. And would you say when were you starting to notice that culture emerging in Norway? Uh, first of all, I haven't been in the pole dance community for that long. I've been uh, I started pole dancing two years ago, uh, but I. Uh, know a lot of people that have been in the pole uh, industry for a long time and in the striptease uh, industry. And I had a conversation with um, one of the, I would say, OGs that still works to this day. Um, and she told me that like way, way, way back when she started working in the strip club, she signed up for like pole classes. When she came to the pole studios, she was told like, this is not a space for strippers. This is not a space for um ex- uh, exhibiting sensuality this is purely a sport and art based space so there's no room yeah. for erotica in this space the the process for when uh, pole dancing wanted to be recognized more as a sport has uh, very much included the uh, marginalization of strippers so uh, we're seeing like a process where uh, the pole dance community is trying to raise itself from its roots in an attempt to be taken more seriously in uh, when it comes to, for example, applying for the Olympics, which is something they've been trying to do since 2016. So if, interesting. You're, so if you're applying for the Olympics, you can't have any experience in terms of doing pole as an erotic art form? or No, uh, pole is not recognized as an Olympic sport yet. We're trying to get it recognized. And in that process uh, of trying to get it recognized as a sport, um, there has been uh, emerging discourse where they're trying to remove themselves from the origin of the sport, which means striptease mm-hmm. and the strip clubs. So to give a bit more context about pole in Norway, there was the national finals. I think they were at the end of September. Yes. Or early, yeah, end of September. Mm. Um, and the winner from that competition is going to compete in Barcelona first week of December at the international finals. Yes. Um, but also this past fall, there's been there's been like a growing platform for pole. We've seen Anoushka Talenta, one of the semifinalists, was a pole yes. performer. Yet there was also some online kerfuffle or controversy around licking the pole, which came up. Yes. So... As we mentioned uh, already, um, the discourse that is happening in poll studios is uh, a growing, there has been the last 10 years, I would say, there's been a growing uh, discourse for uh, removing poll from its roots. And uh, there was a very, very, very big Instagram page um, that posted a video of a girl uh, doing a like a little lick routine. She was licking the pole as a part of her routine and she had posted it online and this page reposted it and was making fun of her. Like, what is this? Why would someone do that? That's gross, right? And that sparked a debate uh, among a lot of uh, uh, activists, strippers and pole dancers uh, who are trying to remind people that 
this sport actually did emerge as a way of uh, uh, waking sexual erotic feelings in other people. A lot of the moves that are done uh, are to uh, imitate sex positions um, and licking the pole is something that is that you can see in a club, you know? And um, a lot of people also forget that, like, a lot of the base moves that you do in pole dance, for example, a jasmine, that's, like, a name of a trick. People forget that, like, jasmine was the name of a stripper that invented this move. Aisha is the name of a stripper that invented this move. Um, so this, de- this debate sparked, like... Uh, yeah, the conversation about like how far we have gotten from the roots of pole to that part that someone posts a video of them licking a pole and people thinking, why would you even do that? But then additionally to that, so you're mentioning there are moves that they do that are rooted historically in the club community, in erotic pole. Yes. But, but that also extends to the aesthetics of it, like what you wear Because when we think of, like, when I see pole dancers competing, they're wearing, like, quite minimal clothing and platform heels. Uh, Maybe they're pleasers, like traditional Mm -hmm. stripper shoes. And is that an ode to the history? Or is that vital to the style of the sport? So, mm, uh, aesthetically, uh, a lot of people are... Uh, advocating for the fact that like oh but you cannot wear clothes when you pole dance because if you wear clothes when you are on the pole you'll just slide down and that is true Uh, so a lot of people will say that for example hey uh, it's not that I want to be sexy it's not I'm trying to be skimpy I'm not a slut but uh, I have to because the pole requires me to not wear clothes Uh, but in fact you forget that there exist poles there where you can use clothing and there exist poles that you can, it exists something called pole wraps that you can wrap around the pole and then you would be able to pole with clothing. But nobody does that because um, the sport was created in clubs by strippers who didn't wear any clothing. Um, and because of that, a lot of people like feel more intuitive in dancing that way. Uh, and now... Uh, there are very, very strict regulations in, for example, the World Championship about uh, how much clothing you can wear and cannot wear. You you can't wear too much clothing because the nationals um, require you to dance uh, on a metal pole without the pole wrap. But at the same time, uh, you are not allowed to show more than three, thir- three quarters of your butt, for example. You're not allowed to do body movements, body rolls, anything that might wake uh, sensual feelings at all. Wow, that is so limiting. Yeah, and it very much drives the sport away from its roots by having these requisitions. You've been listening to a podcast from Snakerikinovsk for Radio Nova.